Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting. TV's there, bathroom's there, and there's your king-size bed for... Stop that. I love my wife and family. All I'm going to use this bed for is sleeping, eating, and maybe building a little fort. That's it. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quote, so nobody gets any more Facebook page, nohomers.net, popculture.com.au, and Podbean. I'm Dando. I'm Mitch. Today we're here to review The Last Temptation of Homer, an episode that, after last week's Laugh Factory, wasn't that hilarious. Not that hilarious, but still a very, very good episode. It's just that this has gone for a different tone. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've mentioned a m- number of times, there are so many different kind of styles of Simpsons episode, and this is less interested in making you laugh out loud every 10 seconds but still has some really really big funny moments and some really memorable and iconic ones Mm -hmm. i thought that it told a really good adult story cleverly in a pc way Mm. and in a way that doesn't make you turn on homer like it particularly at this point well the kiss at the end is a little bit like like for example you say it's not much would you be okay with ash kissing another guy if they had feelings for each other would you be okay with that no, you, I, you I wouldn't, wouldn't be okay with it. No, of course you wouldn't I be, wouldn't okay, be with okay with it. I wouldn't be okay with her doing that to you. <laughs> but uh, it's also, in an adult sense, just like just isolated, where it's only those two people that are having that moment. That's not so much a kiss to kiss them. It's a kiss to say, this will never happen. Like, it's a... Still. It's a parting kiss. It is. But would you ever kiss another... <laughs> Let's not ask that question. But the thing is... Not again. No. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought this is something now that Homer's kept from Marge all these years. It's a secret now that she'll never know about. Well, it comes up in the Valentine's Day episode, doesn't it? It does, yeah. yeah. Oh no! Does yes, what did happen to her? Yeah, but did, did the kiss come up? I'm not sure if the kiss does, but she comes up. Yeah, yeah. the whole story that he felt. I, I thought it was a good comparison too with that Colonel Homer. Because in Colonel Homer, mm. he has no idea. He's oblivious to the yeah. fact that she likes him. Where in yeah. this one, they tackled it, the fact that they both knew it. They, they both do, yeah. And what's great is that they kind of both... What allows them to keep sympathy is that they're both trapped in it. Like it's not necessarily something they're looking for. They're very quite deliberately trying to avoid it. And it's that thing of it's not an emotional attraction for Homer as much as she's got a lot of a lot in common. It's like you know what kind of is emotional? Yeah, but at I mean, what, at what point does he not like her for who she is? No, not not in that sense. But it's not like he's like. I love this person. I need to be with this person. It's more of like, what are all these feelings? I can't like it. It's not you know, I like her. I'm going to try to be with her. It's I'm going to try not to be with her because I'm worried that I like her. That's kind of the difference that I meant. And Mindy's not the sort of she's not a homewrecker. No, because she she is trying. Well, she wants Homer to like her, but she also yeah, allows she, him to make the decision at the end. Yeah, and there's no secret about the fact that she obviously likes Homer. Exactly. Got a bit of trivia this week, Mitch? I do. I'll let you kick things off. Lord, I just blinded myself on the laptop. 
<laughs> I don't know what you were doing then. <laughs> I was cycling. Only I tried to burp and hiccup at the same no, time no, and you no. held your breath. I was cycling through because I didn't want it to, to drain too much power and then it was like I'd opened the Ark of the Covenant at the end of your Jones <laughs> face melted. Um, what does Mindy have a degree in? Oh, this is actually one of my questions. Okay. Uh, oh, no, it's not one of my questions. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> uh, Nuclear physics or something? No, engineering. Engineering or, or something. something. <laughs> My question is similar. What was Mindy's job? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, nuclear physics or something? <laughs> Dangerous emissions supervisor. Okay, cool. Because he's, or Smithers says to Burns, we're going to have to replace and get to find a new dangerous emissions supervisor, gotcha. which Charlie was. Yeah. What color is Mindy's motorbike? Black. Red. Red, okay. What did Homer eat in the parking lot that made him, he blamed oh, the hallucination for? Dried gravy? Powdered gravy. Powdered yeah. gravy, yeah. <laughs> Um, what Bart? What book was Bart reading when he was trying to learn on his own? Oh, I don't know. Not technically reading, uh, but you know, yeah, had yeah. fallen on his face. It was advanced calculus. Advanced calculus. What does Homer usually do during coffee breaks? He usually takes the donuts to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Um, what's favorite? Uh, what's what's favorite? What's Homer's favorite type of donut? Double glaze. Flavor. Strawberry with a double glaze. Very close. Raspberry. Raspberry. Ra- uh, Damn it. Raspberry swirl with a double swirl. glaze. I knew it was something. Yeah, I knew that extra word. It couldn't quite come to me. Uh, what is the number for the marital stress hotline? Uh, no, I'm not sure. KL51680. When was the first joke made about the man's giant hand? I've got this question, 1956. 1956. <laughs> I've got two more, by the way. Okay, I've got three more. Okay, perfect. Uh, the phone booth, uh, phone booth. The phone booth. Phone booth. <laughs> the phone booth. Good lord. <laughs> the money booth. Don't do that if you're married. <laughs> the phone booth was outside which popular Springfield venue? <laughs> the mighty booth. Did you just throw in a mighty booth reference? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's obscure. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, what did you say? The phone booth was what? Outside which popular Springfield venue? Uh, um, Bolarama? Yes, nailed it. That was pure guess. <laughs> uh, what is the motto of fossil fuels? Uh... Use fossil fuels and everyone will be safe or... Nobody gets nobody, hurt. Nobody gets yeah. hurt, yeah. What do the nerds insist they give to Bart? Well, he says, you over there, get Bart one of these. Ah. Oh. Or there's two things. Yeah, there were two things. It's a food and a drink. Yeah. Um. No, I didn't... A hard-boiled egg and prune juice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Excelsior. Yes. What painting is Homer imagining... Um, when he imagines oh, Mindy. I was hoping you had this because I forgot to write yeah. it down. <laughs> the birth of Venus. It's Make a chick riding a clam. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, my last question. What did uh, Mindy and Homer eat when they went out for the fancy r- meal? Um, no, I don't know. Cheeseburgers. Because Mindy says it was so nice of them to make us cheeseburgers. Right. I misheard that line. I thought it was so much nicer than cheeseburgers. I thought she said it was so nice. It, it probably was. I think, yeah. I think Homer was no, going to yeah, a cheeseburger. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. I just wasn't paying as much attention as I probably should, given <laughs> that I was about to review the episode in depth. Um, Considering it wasn't like an amazing episode, it's great, but it's not an amazing episode. We had a lot of trivia then. Mm. Maybe we were bored. No, I wasn't bored, but I just wanted to bring my A game today. But like you said last week, we've gone from peak Homer. This was different Homer. Yeah. It was a different kind of story, but man, last week was just so funny. It was hard to follow it up with this. I don't know. This episode lacked a bit because I was... Maybe comparing it to last week? Yeah, it's, it's interesting to say that. I didn't really think too much about last week going in, and so I, I really, really liked the episode. As far as what it could do better... Yes. I like it more when the B plot is in some way connected to the A plot. Like a Seinfeld and, script. Yeah, and the idea of Bart 
being a nerd for a couple scenes and then not being a nerd anymore at the end. Just, like, while it's funny, I feel like it could have perhaps fitted in better with another episode. Like, it, it it's like I was watching two different episodes at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's my only criticism. It's a minor one because the Bart stuff is still good. It's just like it, it exists in its own little vacuum and I like it more when it when everything kind of meshes. Well, it sort of ties it in when he touches Bart's head. Uh, yeah, briefly. Like it's, it's, yeah. Kind but of like- take out Homer and Mindy, take out Bart needing to read and none of those things are actually impacting on each other. So, a few facts. The episode did not get the usual amount of laughs, apparently, at the animatic when they did the test screening. Well, there's not many joke jokes in there. No. And it apparently made the staff very uneasy. They thought, oh, they weren't as... We expected more than this. They, apparently, they worked really hard on the design of Mindy. Not to be yep. too flirty and just her facial expressions and whatnot. Uh, many scenes in the animatic portrayed Mindy as flirty, which they weren't happy about. So, Merkin, Merkin made them go back and change that. Yeah. Which, as we just mentioned, is a really smart decision. Because yes. it makes her likeable mm-hmm. at the same time that she might be drawing this guy away from his wife it's never really her fault mm-hmm. Merkin said that, uh, because the secret of the episode was that Homer and Mindy are two good people mm. who are thrown into the situation that they can't help that the libidos are going crazy upon seeing each other they don't want this but their bodies are telling them they, they do want it yeah. but they don't Pfeiffer was apparently very professional as you would expect the scene where she says double glaze and she draws uh, mm. she put broccoli and water in her mouth to get that effect so that's actually Pfeiffer doing the drooling sound with broccoli and water. Broccoli and water, yeah. Apparently that was the That's technique. That's the secret. Yep, okay. that is the secret. Uh, Clink's the person what that What were they doing with broccoli in the Simpsons studios? Who just has broccoli on them? I'm certain that that's what Castellanos used before when he's doing the drooling sound. We've, we've read where he's used broccoli. Maybe there's something about the texture of broccoli. It's fluffy Well, I'm enough. going to look into this. Next episode, I'm going to try and drool with broccoli. <laughs> I will come over with some pocket broccoli and and... Maybe, uh, maybe you, can, you can use it when you're announcing something special next week on next week's show. If we're allowed to. If we're allowed to. Yeah, we'll wait. <laughs> Sit tight. But it is coming soon. Yes. Werner Klemperer. I hope I pronounced that correctly. He, I don't think you have. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be Werner. Werner Klemperer. He played Colonel Klink on Hogan's Heroes. Mm-hmm. And he actually did the voice of Colonel Klink for the episode. Yes, he did. And uh, this was a, a little tidbit that I looked up that yeah. I'd never heard before that I thought was really, really funny. It had been so long since he'd played Klink, he'd kind of forgotten how to do it. So that David, puzzles me. David Merkin had to do an impression of <laughs> Colonel Klink for him to then do an impression of for the show. That's really interesting, isn't yeah. it? Like, how can you forget what the character was like? I, I suppose been... Yes, you do enough different roles, but yeah, like I would have, particularly when it's a recurring role, it like should that, be second nature. Like I feel like if you went to Hugh Laurie right now and said "be house," he would Bang. yeah click into it. Shit, fucking Tom Cruise picks up how to be Ethan Hunt every six years. Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen Hugh Laurie in Friends? I think I'm Jennifer might Aniston have. really annoys him on a plane trip. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. really funny. Yep. So. The original air date of Last Temptation of Homer was December 9th, 1993. The chalkboard gag was all work, no play. Oh, great couch gag here. Yes, fantastic. One of my, uh, This is one of my favourites. Yeah. I'll let you explain it. The, Your eyes lit up then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and it timed nicely with 1993 because that was the first year that of course, this yeah. particular gentleman was over at CBS. The couch, the, the family came running into the couch and our, our best mate... <laughs> never met the man in my life but but like the, my fucking idol for television Dave Letterman just pops around and gives him his little Dave Letterman grin it's a great likeness of Dave yeah. it's so perfect that it fits and that was yeah I was sitting there going why would they have done that and then yeah it occurred to me that to look up the history in 93 was when he started the late show with CBS thought to put the two together you know he seems like he gives no fucks these days 
No, he doesn't. Well, Did you read that article I sent you? Um, I still haven't. No, uh, shit. There's a brilliant article. I think it was for Vulture um, over in New York. It's one of those big ones. Yeah. yeah AB Club talks a lot one. about Trump, but he also talks a lot about the state of late night TV and where things are at. No, Fantastic. Doesn't think it's good? Hey? Doesn't think it's in a good spot? Mm, doesn't hold back on his opinions. Not good. It's not so much whether he says it's good or bad. It's more about what's different. And he knows that there's stuff that he wouldn't want to do that you have to do to be on shows these days. Let's say he doesn't hold in high regard Jimmy Fallon. Really? And he names he, him. He doesn't call him out, but he calls out the whole practice that you hate of rather than being about a conversation with people now, it's about trying to just get a three-minute bit that can be shared on YouTube. Or get a headline. Yeah. So-and-so thinks this. Yeah. Anyway. So Dave's best bits. When you look up like the highlights of the Late Show, generally you're going to find a ten minute interview, like the walking. The headlines are celebrity interview on David Letterman. He talks about the Paris Hilton interview, where Ah, um, he just took piss out the whole time. Yeah, he said, (laughs) I don't know if I don't know if this was a legitimate quote, but he said that at the end of that, um, she was really upset. Mm. He he reduced her to tears after after the interview. She was angry. I didn't realize she was. No, she was like genuinely sad as well. And um, he said as a throwaway line that he bought her a car. To try and make up for it, so I don't know whether that actually she happened. She threw it with the many other ones that she has. <laughs> yeah, I'll put them on the pile. Um, but if you haven't seen that interview, that is one of the most fantastic things of all time. And what I love about Dave is that he was the only person that I've ever known, and I, I never watched a lot of Carson, so I can't compare. But he never played down to the celebrity, or never acted like he needed them to be there. And obviously, you do. Because your show doesn't exist without your booking without booking agent saying, "Yep, we'll let them go on." But it was never that. Oh my god, it's so good to see you. Yes, I love this. I love everything that you're doing. Like with Paris, it was you know. So you've got a movie coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got um, perfume. Yep, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about the time you were in jail. <laughs> Just straight into it. And then the, there's that line where Paris tries to get over it. She's like, "Yeah, but I don't really want to talk about that." And the audience kind of applauds her. It's like, "Yep, yeah, we can move on." And he's like. <laughs> See, this is where you and I differ, <laughs> because that's all I want to talk about. <laughs> she actually looks very uncomfortable, doesn't she? She does. <laughs> it's a car crash, and he's the master of them. Alrighty. So, it kicks off with Bart painting the teacher's car parks, which is a pretty decent prank. It is a good prank. It'd be hard to remove the pre-existing lines. You'd have to go over them in black first. I didn't think of that. And then white. Well, maybe they never had lines to begin with, but then they'd... Oh. Chaos. Well, we never had those, lines. Those teachers? <laughs> I'm trapped. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> quote in the whole part. <laughs> Everyone's yelling, just hear Hoover. I love the. <laughs> Why don't you go cry to your mama? Oh, don't worry, she'll hear about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mrs. K and Skinner haven't quite hooked up yet. So it's just good to get that dynamic before they become a couple and then yeah. you lose that kind of humor. Uh, Mrs. K immediately blames Bart for good yep. reason. It's always yep. Bart's fault. And every yep. question of Bart will be the first person, the first to, person to be called upon. And I loved her, like, you know, how Bart thinks he's free. Like, we're, like uh, God bless America, where she's talking about how the American Constitution, you're innocent until proven guilty. Ah, uh, yes, saved by America. And then, but my classroom is not a democracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we find out. That Bart's bad grades may be due to the fact that he can't read properly. You mean it ain't me noggin, it's me peepers. What was with that? I don't... I think Nancy Cartwright just likes going cockney whenever she can squeeze mm. it in. It just, I don't know, it just felt really it's odd. It's catchy. It is. But it's got a nice little jingle. But, but why would... It's a little sing-songy sentence to throw in there. I don't know, it just seemed... Why, why would he just immediately go into that mode? I don't know. 
<laughs> that's funny, Dan. It doesn't that's matter. All that fucking matters. He just did. Now, Sometimes Bart surprises The us. best part in that whole scene, and Nicola was crying of laughter as well, when Martin, Martin is like, I'm ever so smart. <laughs> Pick me, teacher. <laughs> that was me so many times. Uh, it's damn your feeble brain. <laughs> and then I liked the acting of Bart trying to read it. Yes, the, and him being hmm, generally upset um, that he can't do it. Hmm. It was, yeah, it was just it was it was nice. If continuity breaking, it is very continuity he's breaking. Read things on the board before, but, but the, anyway. But like, I actually brought that up. Nicola, Nicola said it doesn't mean his eyesight was always bad. That's very true. Could have degraded. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well done, Nicola. <laughs> I'm the one with glasses out of you three. How did I not think no, of Nicola that? Nicola wears glasses. She's blind as a bat. Oh, she can't see foot in front of her face. I've never seen her with glasses on. She does at night time, but she um has contacts. Okay. Oh, yeah. there you go. There you go. Fun fact about Dan's wife. <laughs> Homer is then at work. This is a hilarious scene. So he uses the he's like, watch this guy. The robot. Watch this. <laughs> woo! Then the sound effect of the pinch yeah. and the woo. But then it's great how it cuts to outside and you can't hear anything inside. Yeah. It's just it's bedlam inside, yeah. but you can't it's just you hear the bang on the window. It's like the rock. Yes. When they drop the <laughs> drop that one vial and the dude's face starts melting. <laughs> Kyle here. Don't worry, the glass will protect us. <laughs> any fucks about their work, mate. No. It comes he's, in. He's he's gone. It's, yes. it's no point. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't live in the past. Yeah. The smoke comes in. They go to exit. Paint it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I loved the the opening line of the next scene. With we'll, the... we'll get we'll get to okay. that. All right. But I want the animation cell of them embracing as the smoke's gathering towards them. You, like you enjoyed all, that. That it's all in a huddle. Like <laughs> just thought <laughs> it was hilarious. But as you were saying, the next line is so great. Yeah. It's the. I'll explain why. I won't bore you with the details of our miraculous escape. Yep. It's a great way to get around a plot hole. Yes. That, how do we get them out of here? Pfft, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just move them on and then we'll comment on it. But <laughs> that's but all that needs to happen. They do it in such a subtle way where it's not throwing it in the audience's face. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's really, really great. Yeah, really good. You know what it reminds me of? Whenever I see any writing like that, it reminds me of... Um, the scene in Thank You for Smoking where... I still haven't watched it. Okay, Sorry. so there's a scene where Rob Lowe and um, Aaron Eckhart's character, they're discussing trying to get product placement in a movie for cigarettes. And he's talking about how there's a movie coming up with Brad Pitt and Catherine Zeta-Jones and they're going to be in space. He's like, picture this. Like, they've just finished um, ravaging each other's naked bodies as they fl- as they float there, suspended in zero gravity. Brad starts blowing smel- smoke rings around Catherine's, you know, body. And... um. And Aaron's character is like, but wouldn't cigarettes blow up in an all-oxygen environment? And it's this line that sums up Hollywood. He's like, probably, but it's an easy fix. You know, one line of dialogue. Thank God we invented the, you know, whatever device. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It does sum up Hollywood. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then Burns is just being very unreasonable because they deserve a proper fire escape. But Burns just doesn't want to give it to him at all. <laughs> yeah, no. And then the gag of Smithers. What else do you want? Proper urinal cakes in the bathroom? <laughs> Smithers throw this at him, throws the book at him. Oh, that was great. <laughs> How good would it be to be that level of powerful? I know. Smithers, throw this at him. I'd do that if I was president every day. Nicola was like, did he just throw the book? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the sound effect of him going up the tunnel. Yeah. How great is it? I'm not sure, sir. It was here when we moved in. The dance, dance, dance thing. This is like already, this is being set up as 
like an episode where there's the humor that is in there. There's a lot of that surrealistic humor that you've just got to go with it. It's it's, it's particularly with like the flying monkeys and whatnot. Yeah, it's starting to work its way into every yeah. episode now, isn't it? What was it in but Boy Scouts in the Hood? There wasn't, wasn't really Boy much Scouts surreal. in the Hood was pretty grounded, to be fair. Really, yeah, I suppose like uh, Jason Voorhees and whatnot. But that can still happen, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that could happen. It's not absurd. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't anything that was breaking the laws of physics. <laughs> like it was all realistic enough. Yeah. So it gets back to Burns and Smithers, and Charlie's obviously gone now. Wherever mm-hmm. he's gone, you never see him again. He's just gone. Well, you don't come back from there. No. <laughs> Wonder what happened to poor old Charlie. So Smithers says we're going to need a replacement now, and Burns, says, we're going to be someone cheap. You know, money's low at the moment. Money fight. How great would it be to be able to have a money fight? I work in a bank. I can do it pretty comfortably. Have you ever? Have you ever? No, no, I haven't. No, you no, know, not having money fight. But have you ever like held a huge amount of money in your hand and gone? No. <laughs> now you become desensitized to it. To be yeah, honest, yeah, exactly. but I'm like that with toys now. I was so excited my first week working at Pop Culture. Yeah. Well, it's like, like anywhere yeah. that you work. If you work anywhere with an item, like if you work at Safeway or, or I was like free meat know, in the deli, or for like, our UK, oh, too much meat for our UK gentleman Sainsbury's. Like you're not going to walk into an aisle of corn chips and go. <gasps> They're all mine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like stealing, stealing, no matter what the object is. <laughs> um, I, the one that I've always loved the idea of is um, final season of Breaking Bad when I can't remember spoiler the... Spoiler alert. No, no, no. no. It's not a spoiler. I can't remember the really big bodyguard's name. Um, black the dude. Black guy. Yeah, the really mean, big yeah. guy. Like when he's just standing in that like pallet crate full of money. And got nothing else to do, so he just decides to lay down. Yeah. On it. And that little, he has that moment of, should I? Shouldn't I? Fuck it, I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, make sure you do it. It's amazing. Have you seen, by the way, someone has got the Breaking Bad series and condensed it down into a two hour movie? Oh, no, I haven't. I started watching it. So you can watch the Breaking Bad series in two hours. Well, I don't like that, but okay. I don't like that. <laughs> no, the Breaking Bad's got a very distinct. Storytelling. Oh, I, I don't yeah. recommend it, but yeah. only watch that if you've watched the series. Yeah, look, maybe as a recap to, or something like that. But yeah. yeah, don't don't do that as your first one. No, it, it, yeah, don't do it at all. So then we get introduced to Zutroy. <laughs> don't know where he's from, but he's obviously very cheap. He seemed uh, Central American, Chile, or something like that. Something maybe. like that. But then the people come in. Where, where are they from? I don't know. Some sort of organization saying this place <laughs> is not safe. It, again, a surreal mo- like breaking in through the walls. They're like a SWAT team yeah. coming in to yeah. do a work pa- workplace inspection. You would presume because Burns has probably barricaded them, or like you know he's he's been avoiding them for months. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Then they tell Mr. Burns basically that you need to hire a woman. You need to get rid of your sexist hiring rule. Mm. This is where we get introduced to our Stuart the Duck. I do love Stuart. I love the Duck. And I love that he doesn't just appear in this one scene. I love that we get to see Stuart again later on. Um, but like, could really you quite, look, he's, he's panicking. Um, imagine, imagine working with a disgruntled Duck. <laughs> get back to work, <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> do you reckon Burns named him Stuart or did Stuart introduce himself? I believe he's he someone's, in- someone's pet. Okay. And they named him Stuart. He said, this is Stuart. Stuart's looking for work. Yeah. Okay. Because this person's on disability and they can't work themselves. I need to send yep. a duck out to earn the money. But they're, Okay. So, they're on disability, but they're not entitled to... They've got like a six-month waiting period before their benefit ki- comes in. They've got four in. kids. They can't afford to live. Well, now it's a very somber st- tale. And paints Burns as a hero, if nothing else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marge and Bart are now at Dr. Hibbert's because Bart needs new... Hmm. Well, uh, Hibbert's first? The, yeah, um, Hibbert's first. What yeah. was Hibbert's HMO? Hibbit money-making opportunity or something like that? Yeah, yeah like something that. like that. Because well, um, HMO is like health 
something something organized nhmo basically is your health something plan. health it's yes. supposed to be a positive word i love bringing back the tube you do have insurance right yeah. and slowly over it yes <laughs> they go to all the different doctors mm. so the optometrist and then he says about the scalp better see it's a dermatologist yeah she is creepy as yeah just wearing the gloves and the yeah Anyway. And like this whole thing, I'm assuming is a comment on that kind of, if you've got health insurance, the, or like a bulk billing type thing, like just the rotting the system, gone, you're not paying for this. We're going to get money from somewhere. So we're just going to keep referring you to people until everyone's got their piece. So in Australia, we're just used to getting free healthcare. Mostly. Yeah. So the whole rotting the system doesn't really mean as much. I'm sure doctors though, like it'd be, they'd have a quota of, or, you know, they get paid X amount if they run blood tests or they do some sort of test or something like that. So, be that, oh, we better do this test just to make sure. Good bit Purely the quota, yeah. yeah. Who was Bart's voice in person? Was it Woody Allen at the end? When she no, sp- I didn't think it was Woody. I, I couldn't recognise who it was, to be fair. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's meant to be somebody. Right in. Because I couldn't find it any of the notes either or anything, any sort of, any of my research didn't turn up an answer for that. default geeky, nerdy yeah. voice. Workers are then very annoyed at the power plant that they're going to have to hire a woman. All the different reasons and Homer's reason is because <laughs> you no longer pee in the drinking fountain. I mean, not that I ever did. Lenny and Carl's expressions here, amazing. Yeah. They're like, uh, <laughs> what? Then we get Mindy. Mindy's introduced. Smithers walks in with her. Uh, she's got a degree in engineering or something. I like that Smithers doesn't even care. Yeah. Like, whatever. We need a woman here. We don't care what, she, what her degree is. Homer is just immediately infatuated. We, we we get the idea straight away that Lenny and Carl don't give a fuck. They're like, hey, whatever. Mm. Homer, straight away. And what was the painting it's taking off? Naked chicken the, and clam? It, um, <laughs> it's not what it was called. Um, the Birth of Venus uh, by... Better SEO, though. It is a better SEO. Yeah, The Birth of Venus. No one's searching that. No. Um, or you, I'm going to Google naked chick clam. You'd expect... God well, help me. That's interesting. Naked <laughs> chick. <laughs> naked chick in a... Clam. I looked up. I, Let's see what comes up. Subject of Google searches. I had to try to find a photo of a naked man fishing the other day, and I wanted it to you be. You had to find a photo of a naked man fishing. It was for a, yeah. For what? For well, for a group chat. So the someone had sent what? Someone was off on holidays. We're at work, so they've sent a photo of them like holding a beer. So it was like a point of view shot of them holding a beer, holding onto a fishing rod as well. Um, so I, what I thought would be funny would be to try to find a photo of a fat guy who was nude holding a fishing rod and say alternate angle of this photo and then okay. send it back to the group. So that was the reason why. I want like I didn't want C and B. I wanted it to be family friendly. Um, but wow! All I will say is there are a lot of gentlemen out there who get very excited by going fishing. Oh my! I will not be googling. <laughs> I've Googled naked chicken and clam. First picture is Mindy with Lenny and Carl. Yep. Second picture is the actual painting. Someone's got the Lenny and Carl angels tattooed on their thighs. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's really cool. And Um, the clam's in the middle. Anyway, yes. So the birth of Venus. That's what I was going for. The birth of Venus by Botticelli. (laughs) Just to come back to it. Okay, so. I like uh, the word Botticelli. It sounds like it could be a type of pasta. Cheese. It could be a cheese as well. Mortadella. Like a brand of mortadella. I don't know if that was another artist that you were throwing at me or. (laughs) Mortadella's a type of meat. Uh, Old. It's a type of meat. Mortadella? What? You don't know this? No. Well, I wasn't in Delhi, so anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a pretty obscure mortadella meat. Mortadella with olives, mortadella... Yeah, anyway, doesn't matter. So, Homer is just immediately infatuated, as we said. He Mort. Mort is like French for death, isn't it? You know M-O-R-T-A-D-E-L-L-A. Mortadella. You don't want that in there. Look it up. I believe you. I'm not questioning things. I'm just saying you don't... I don't want to buy... I'm not questioning the existence of I don't want to buy meat named after death. As we said, Homer is immediately infatuated, and he doesn't know what the feelings are. Like, he's never... He hasn't... Well... 
Um, he would have experienced this when he first saw Marge, mm. but he hasn't experienced this ever since. Like, he doesn't know what's overcome him. I ha- well, why is this happening to me? I'm a married man. Gotta go. <laughs> what the hell was that? I probably shouldn't have eaten that packet of powdered gravy I found in the parking lot. Then we get to Bart at school, and his first day as a geek, nerd, what are we going to yeah. call him? Nerd. Nerd. He calls himself a nerd. Yep, yep. Nelson here. He just has to abuse Bart or yeah. tease Bart. Yeah, I love this. Worst payout ever, but he's so satisfied. <laughs> well, half satisfied. Even he knows that it's not his best. That's why he doesn't go for the full, uh-huh. So, it's because the, 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 Sherry and Terry give the um, nice glasses, four eyes. Like, nice shoes, two feet. Yeah. It's more of a relief. Like, oh, I had to get something Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Martin then rips him. Your appearance is comical to me. <laughs> it's not even like my payout. It's just... And then he sees his reflection in Milhouse's glasses. Milhouse yeah. realizes he's a nerd he's as well. He's a nerd as well. Homer then leaving work. This is a great line. Another, another day, day, another, another box, box of stolen pens. pens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, reminds me of not so going much. to any purpose other than just leaking all over the car. It's, it's the addiction of having to steal something from work. Yeah. <laughs> Mindy then living on her bike. I got here that, for example, you know when a chick likes a guy when she's younger? He's a bad boy. Yeah. He yeah. rides a motorbike. Yeah. Is that what they're going for here? Mindy's, you know... Homer's infatuated with her and she's riding the motorcycle. She's, yeah, she's, she's cool. Ex- she's exciting. She's cool. Yeah. She's... And she's nice She's Homer. fresh, i.e. she is happening. Like, what's he sound like? You, you carry a gun, I carry a fountain pen. It's the same thing. <laughs> You're having so much fun, aren't you? I really love it. <laughs> Homer then... Dando, booby, <laughs> I'm your white knight. Homer is, again, infatuated. Hey, Homer, you're hallucinating again. Not a good sign. Is that Trout Farm in Simpsons Hit and Run? When you drive up past the or drive up to the nuclear power plant? Yeah, well, I don't think. Well, you can't drive into it. It could be someone left and right that I haven't so noticed. I have to pay attention. I know the Tamako Farm is just on the yeah yeah on the right there. So, come back from commercial and. Homer is questioning everybody on Mindy. He just can't stop talking about her. Mm. He doesn't even realise it at this point. It's just she's always thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, like completely zones out of the conversation yeah. comes back to Mindy, like I just did with Die Hard before. <laughs> and Lenny and Carl are confused. Like, you're actually talking during your coffee break. What's going on here? Yeah. Sorry, his final line. Mindy has a motorcycle. <laughs> yes. But is then trying to prove to everybody at school that he, you know he's still cool. So he pulls out the skateboard and he just can't ride it because of his shoes. and what yeah. what's, what's wrong with his feet? One log- Fallen one- arches or something so like one that? One leg's longer than the other? Is that what it is? I thought it was collapsed arches. Something like that. Shoes aren't going to correct the fact that one leg's longer than the other, so he can't just take true. those off. Homer then asked Mo for advice. Good he- news, boy. Your left leg grew a quarter inch. We had Yay! A- my old next-door neighbour, the girl, had a long- leg longer than the other. They did something yeah, to it to make it different. Yeah, you like break their bones or something. It was something, something. It was something <laughs> yeah, like that. It's yeah. pretty full on. you got to like yeah. break one of the legs, and then the bone grows back slightly longer. Crazy. I think. I did like I don't know if that's real or if that's some medieval shit that I heard about on Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> that's every school holidays at twelve o'clock. Ah, oh, Dean Kane, Superman. Yeah, just I know, right? Bringing some knowledge <laughs> into my lounge room. Believe it. <laughs> it was the best. Unbelievable. Believe it. Homer then goes to Moe's to ask Mo for some advice because he's in a predicament here. He doesn't want to cheat mm. on Marge, but he's just experiencing things that he hasn't experienced in a very long time. We get a very Mo. one-off gag here. It is, but it's so good. It's just Mo's absolute bluntness of his delivery. Mo, I need your advice. Yeah. See, I got this friend named Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, no. I 
Joey Jojo! Would you throw that into the absurd category? Uh, yeah. Not unrealistic. Not, not but so it's much absurd, but it's, a, it's a gag definitely a non sequitur joke that's just, yeah, just there to punch it up. Just to be funny. Yep. He reveals that he's attracted to Mindy and Barney gives him some really good advice. Barney giving this advice here is like Silent Bob giving the advice at the end of the movie or something like that. Like he's coming from the most unre- unexpected person possible. And then they call him out on it. Yeah. It was on this beer napkin. <laughs> yeah. Homer then approaches Mindy because Barney's... Give- well, the advice that Barney gives or, or on the coast or a napkin or whatever mm. was actually good advice. Yeah, so Basically saying that, you know, you're only physically attracted to her, talk to her, and you realise that you don't like her at all. Yeah. But Which turns out to be... The worst possible thing. Double-edged sword. Yeah. Yes. So, he approaches Mindy. I really like the animation here of him before he talks to her. He's like nervous. He's like... Mm. Yeah. And the little whimper from... It's great delivery from Dan. He talks to Mindy. <laughs> the way he's so smooth in how he brings that up. So, let's have a conversation. <laughs> I've got to start so many talks like that from now on. He realises that she's basically perfect. She's just him. But is that a good yeah. thing? <sighs> Would you want to be married or be with somebody who was just you? She's him in every way, just with boobs. I could think of worse things. Agreed. I'm a pretty arrogant person, though. <laughs> Would you want to be married to yourself? That's the question. Are you that arrogant? No, I'm. frankly, I find it hard Could- to fathom that anyone wants to be married to me, let alone myself. <laughs> I know all of the worst parts of me. <laughs> I don't want to marry me. Would you want to be married to somebody that can cook just as good as you? Yes. Or do you prefer to be the better cook? No, no, no. I'd, I'd like to, you know... that that pampered on. That would be nice, to be able to have someone... Because Ash is a good cook. I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay, they can't, they can't see what you just did with your eyes on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're lost. Where are we up to? So, he's talking to Mindy. The whole donut Marriage counselling, yes. apparently. <laughs> uh, I did like here that they had her give the line, can't talk eating. Mm. That's Homer's line. Yeah. Uh, she drools. Like, as, she just as basically does. Is, as she's, is Homer. Yeah. And I love how passionate she gets about... But you know what I hate... Drinking beer and watching TV. Oh, not me. That's my idea of heaven. Watching this, any guy watches going, oh my God, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they haven't gone out on a limb and like it's, it's playing to a wide audience here. She then says she wants to sneak in a quick nap. Homer's reaction is hilarious. He's like, what's the... <laughs> Foul temptress. <laughs> He's just, that's it. That, that's crossed the line. Then it gets to the elevator. I didn't realise how much... Like, this was such an adult... Oh, the innuendo right here. The... Going down together, yeah. getting off together. Yeah, I never realized that. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's just adult humor, straight up. Adult to maybe mid to late teens, depending on how advanced you might be. But yeah, yeah, yeah like as a kid, you got no idea what going down means. No, or, or even off. getting off. No, yeah, it was the yeah. getting off part. Yeah, I never, I, maybe I just forgotten about it. I'm not too yeah. sure. Yeah, no, it was a thing when I was younger. Like I, I specifically remember that of like, not so much I'd be watching it, like not watching it and having adults laugh and not knowing why they laugh, but it was more that. Um, I guess we going down together. I mean, getting off together, and I'd be like, based on the rhythm of this, I know that there's a joke there, but I do not know what it is. It, it and I'd like, you know, it was like I'd been shown some alien technology, and I'd be sitting there staring at it, trying to figure it out, but I just didn't have the know-how. I wasn't advanced enough as a civilization to be able to understand what they were giving me. I feel this episode here, right? If you are an adult now, right? And you've got a friend who's obviously another adult mm. and they never really watched The Simpsons, never really got into it. If you want to show them an episode to prove to them that this, that The Simpsons isn't just a show for kids, yeah. this would be a perfect episode This would be the one to, to do, yeah. yeah. I like the fact that you, you've you defined your, like your friends, are there are ones who are obviously adults, which implies that there are ones who are obviously children. I don't and then there are ones. And then there are <laughs> ones 
Eh, it could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> we also skipped over the fact the uh, think unsexy thoughts. That is the thing. Like, if you tell yourself to think unsexy thoughts, and or the old thing of like think about baseball, think about grandma, think, think about whatever it might be. Firstly. I don't recommend thinking about grandma. I've never... That no, confuses. Don't do it. Now I'm doing it. Now I'm doing it. But, no. well, this is the thing. If I tell you, don't think about elephants, what are you thinking about? Elephants. There you go. If you think... If don't you're think saying, about cock in your mouth. If you want... <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> if you, But, yeah, if you... I think, like, the key to thinking... To not thinking sexy thoughts has to... You, like, you can't be like, don't think sexy thoughts. You've got to be, think fat Barney. What do you think of? Generally too busy looking at... No. Um, <laughs> Let's not go into it. What of- ju- sorry. When you said, what do you think of in that inflection, the first image that popped into my head was Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman in American Psycho mid- mid-sex scene. In the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> pulling muscles <laughs> in the mirror and looking at himself. Uh, that's a great scene, by the way. <laughs> never, You'll never listen to Phil Collins the same way after that. <laughs> Alrighty, so a little bit of an I Dream of Genie reference in there, singing the theme the song. Yep. So anyway, comes back and oh, we've got Mindy. Well, before that, him exiting out the side and sliding down the No, s- that's what I was talking okay, about. Okay, sorry. About. I meant yep. comes back from the imagination. Yep, yep. Um, I do like the way he, oh, that's unsexy. <laughs> like, I love the way he agrees with himself. Yeah. But yeah, come back and Mindy also think unsexy thoughts, think unsexy thoughts. Another way that she's the same as Homer and we see that she's in the same position and that's like the first little bit of groundwork of she's not there trying to win him over. She's trying to avoid it. Yep. Yeah. But then the, well, this is my floor. Emergency exit. Just, ah, see you tomorrow. This is the first time, like you're saying, that we actually realise that Mindy does like Homer and Batman. Mm. But at the see you tomorrow, that, that is so ridiculous, yeah. but it's just funny. Yeah. it's the, I think it's the visual that makes it so funny. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, like, it, again, as a kid, I was like, well, the elevator wouldn't be near those yeah, stacks. But it doesn't matter. I've learned to stop caring about that shit. <laughs> Homer then goes home and he's basically, it's similar to the Think Unsexy Thoughts. He's like, I'm going to love my family. I love my family. Yeah. Walks in the door and Marge is just it's a mess. Just, his house has just turned to shit. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, she's sick. What can you do? I know. But, I'm just like, yeah. well, she, she doesn't look the best. She's, yeah. looked, she's looked, definitely looked better. You're a mess, woman. Yeah. <laughs> But he just touches Bart's head. He's like, he's happy to say, hello, son. Ew. Ew. Lisa just being a creep. Well, it's not so much being a creep. She's just being a bad cook. She's be- no, she was, it was more of a science experiment, wasn't it? No, I think she was actually trying to cook dinner. Oh. It's not a science experiment. I thought she was just trying to make magnetic fucking fish sticks. No, they were stuck to the pan because she'd burnt them. Oh, so she was trying to help Marge because Marge is too sick to cook. Yeah. Oh, what a good daughter. Yeah. <laughs> But they burn on the outside and frozen on the inside. So it balances out. Yeah. And Homer's just like, yeah, that's cool. And Grandpa, that raccoon stole my lamb chart. <laughs> Homer then decides, you know what? How about it, Marge? Let's just spend some time together. You know, we don't usually do this very often. Marge likes that. Quality time on the couch. Yes. And then we can... <laughs> I can't remember all of the people, but like JFK and that sort of thing. Um, well, we got the, the smeared shirt. Oh, yeah, the smeared so shirt. The, the TV's his fall, fallback. Yeah. It's his backup plan. Yeah. He's like, let's just talk to each other. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, no more talking. Yeah. Turn the TV on. <laughs> And then we yeah. get the commercials. Did cheating on the did fooling around on their wives make them great? <laughs> we'll find, find out. <laughs> the, the, I love the the flies. The Burmese melon fly has over a thousand sex partners and suffers virtually no guilt. Ooh, just do it. Ah! Examine your scalp for ringworm. 
He does that twice in this episode. Once with March and mm-hmm. once with Mindy. Yeah. Is that linked, do you think? Or do you think that has had him doing the same thing? It's just... Coincidentally. Well, it's just in both in both instances. Because in that he's, one, he's thinking of Mindy. And when he does it with, with Mindy, he's thinking of March. Yeah, that's true. But no, I, I think it, just in both instances, he can't process what's going on. He's just trying to... Again, it just shows that he's... Like in this instance, he's physically trying to run away from what he's actually thinking. He then races out and he calls the hotline. Hello, hotline. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Flanders is on the other end. He knows immediately it's Homer. And he says, let's put Marge on a connect call. Let's conference you with Marge. Ah! Tries to run out of the phone booth. I don't see the point of this next scene with the guardian angel. Was it the fact that it was meant to be making him better, but it made it worse? Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's a play on It's a Wonderful Life and a, and a Christmas Carol. Yeah, obviously. Um, I'm up a Christmas Carol, please. <laughs> you know, they didn't write the story, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like the joke being that in each of those things is that, oh, but if life were different, it would not have been as good for everyone else. Whereas in this instance, it's, no, actually, if life were different, things would probably be better for everyone. The bad so, guardian angel, he should have known this before he took him on that little have. adventure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because it seemed to take him by surprise. Yes. So, first he's Thomas, uh, Thomas Sir Jefferson. Isaac, no, oh, Sir Isaac Newton. Oh, sorry, okay. And Homer has no idea who that is. Clearly, I don't either. <laughs> so, then he turns into... Only the, great, guy, only the guy that discovered gravity. What's he ever done for the world? And then... I love the fact that they fall back again on that Homer. All he knows is television. So, he becomes Colonel Clink from mm. Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Did you ever get my letters? <laughs> How good is that? Thinks it's real. I yeah. love that they always have Homer think that TV is real. He tries to just tell him, look, Homer, I am just a guardian angel. I'm not really Colonel Clink. I'm so happy, darling. I as well. Are you happy, Jeeves? Yes, sir. Quite. Then we're all happy. Let's get out of here. Sure, life is good for you. But what about Marge? <gasps> Marge lives here? Madam President, your approval rating is soaring. Mm. This dream is over. <laughs> hey, you, get out of my office. <laughs> I love, she's still just Marge. It was just a perfect way to sum her up. Yeah. From outside of a room. Just the murmur. The yeah. classic murmur, yeah. Bart is then getting beaten up. And he escapes because that. Well, what the thing is here? What were they bashing up when Bart left? Because they were still making the pew, 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 pew sound when Bart got out. What of the is an all-in brawl? It's just flesh. What? What though? What were they beating? Uh, other fists. Maybe another kid gets swamped in there and doesn't realize. Assume. But then Bart gets dragged into the the refuge of the damned. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Was that an Indiana Jones reference? He just looked like one of the kids from Temple of Doom. He did look like one of the kids from Temple Temple of Doom. It's not specifically a reference that I can think of, but yeah, it could could go similar to the little that kind of yeah had that kind of vibe. That didn't vibe. It? Yeah. So basically, Bart's just become one of the nerds, hasn't he? He's he's not officially well, he's one of them. He's become accepted by the nerds. He's, but has he accepted them? No. Yeah, well, he will because they make him safe for the time being. Yeah. Just for two weeks. Yeah. Growing up, I never hung out with that group of people. Yep. But I didn't mind if I had to. Like, did you at your school? Did you have like a group of kids that hung out in the library and played like Magic the Gathering? Every lunchtime, <laughs> I presume they probably played something. I never joined in enough to pay Yu-Gi-Oh attention. Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh would have been. Oh, no, Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I reckon I missed Yu-Gi-Oh, but yeah, like there, there was the magic cards were huge when I was at high school. There were those nerdy kids that were getting around. Like I never, yeah, I never deliberately avoided them. I could float from the nerds to the jocks pretty easily. For me, though, right? For example, mm. Dungeons and Dragons is a game I've never played, and I've yep. always wanted to, but I've never okay. had anyone willing to play it with me. I'll throw it down with you. Will you? Yeah. Have you ever played it? No. 
I want to get like fucking right into it, like Stranger Things style. Have you, ever, have you seen Stranger Things yet? Not the whole thing, no. Just um, ET style, just, just like right into it. I'm happy to film this for the podcast of us learning a Let's Play of Dungeons and Dragons. That can work. <laughs> Do we have any listeners out there who would be willing to come down and play Dungeons and Dragons with us? We need a master, I think, like a dungeon master. I don't even know how the game works. I just, I really want to play it. I know there's a 12-sided die. I know enough to be able to make comic references and that's about it. Right then, let's do it. And we'll listen to Tripod the whole night. (laughs) So, Homer is then singing Oh Mindy as opposed to Oh Mandy from Barry Barry Manilow. Yep. Now, did he recently come out as gay? He did. Um, Like last week. Recently announced that he's been married to his... Manager? Yeah, his manager of however many years. Congratulations, Barry Manilow. Finally been able to come out. Yeah. It would be difficult. Like, you know, Barry Manilow's sex object and that sort of thing. It would be that thing that if you come out it's probably going to hurt your album sales and that sort of thing. Well, it would have back then. 20 years ago, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, because the idea, like, many women are going to want to have sex with you and we want them to think that they can. Oh, Mindy, you came and you gave without flaking. But I sent you Ben Gay, oh, Andy. You kissed me and stopped me from something. And I... Uh-oh. Dad, why are you singing? Tell a lie, tell a lie. Because I have a small role in a Broadway musical. It's not much, but it's a start. Bravo. Homer then writes on his hand the message to, to Mindy. You know, we have to avoid each other because it's it's getting out of hand now. I'm, all I'm doing is thinking about you. Mm. Lenny's. Max, what I did was out of alcohol and <laughs> anger. Alcohol and anger. <laughs> then we get the joke. Like, so much about that one sentence. It's perfect writing. Like, who's Max? Female Max, male Max. You've got oh, no idea. Yeah, true. Yeah, the it would like, have been a good way to slip in a gay joke. Did he get in a fight with somebody? Did he? Yeah, did he yell? Did he make passionate love? Like, who knows what it could have possibly been? He just furiously masturbated in the corner of someone's house. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe he did. And you know what? Everyone needs that sort of friend in their life at least once. Exactly. And then we get Giant Handman. That's all I've called him. We don't get his name, do we? Uh, no, I don't think we do. And then we never see him again, unfortunately. Mm. I wanted a, a figurine of Giant Handman. It'd be, it'd be hard. Like a water Springfield. Toy. You'd have to, like... Yeah, one side of it would have to be... His feet th- would have to be thicker. Heavy. Yeah, like to, to make him counterbalanced. But yeah, that'd work. You could... Uh, you <laughs> Do you reckon we could get a fan theory going that Giant Handman is actually Alex Kidd in Miracle World, grown up and working at the power plant? I love that game. You just made me really want to get the fucking Seager out. <laughs> Not only you, but thousands of people across the world. <laughs> so the sweat causes the writing to run on yep. Homer's hand. You are an <laughs> elf. Uh, Mur- Murphy. Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know her name. Burns and sees it on TV. Now apparently here, what we hear Homer say over the screen at the end is some sort of Buddhist thing. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of like their mantra, the main Buddhist mantra. Okay, yep. Yeah. It appeared in a Matt Groening comic or something. Yeah. I, I kind of read the same thing. Like, yeah. I don't know the exact ins and outs of why it was there. These two little dudes that wear the hats yeah. in the comic. And I don't think there's... Like, I, I looked up the translation of it. There's no great joke in there or significance to the episode or anything along those lines. It's just something, something that in there. he yeah. needed to say something, so they threw that in. I did like the idea that, you know, it was what to lay person's ears sounds like gibberish is actual words. Mr. Burns then sees them on the TV, as we said, and he chooses them to represent them at the, the represent the plant at the National Energy Convention because no one else shows that sort of camaraderie. And it cuts to different people, you know, choking each other and hitting each other with chairs. <laughs> and then we get and then we get Stuart back just pecking an unconscious worker. <laughs> just 
just I love that Stuart has won the fight yes. and is continuing on with yeah, it. Yeah, just beat yeah. the man down. I am not done. <laughs> not done. <laughs> Homer panics. <laughs> Stuart's just giving the I don't hear no bell. <laughs> Homer panics immediately and calls on Colonel Clink. What do I do, Colonel Clink? Now, this is this the real Colonel Clink that comes this time? Because well, how does the real Colonel Clink just appear? Because he says to him, "Did you know that he had secret passages?" Oh, and this time he actually gets annoyed by and it. And he goes, "He did? Yeah." No, well, no, that's just just a joke. The real Colonel Clink is still only a TV character. Well, what was the point? Of, why would he be annoyed by this time then? Well, it's that thing that like he's. Taking on the form, and the joke is that like he's gotten so into the form that he's actually got. Oh, I didn't know that because he'd forgotten what it was like to be the character. Now he remembers, right? I feel like I need to be on some form of psychedelic drug for this conversation <laughs> to to get to its natural end point. So I'm just going to to like cap it here. And Come then, back from commercial, and maybe we'll pick this up. So after, commercial break starts on, on another weekend. There's a long weekend coming up. If ever yes. there's a time to experiment. Then, that, then you know it's when you've got four solid days off work. <laughs> I like when we get back from commercial and they go to Capital City. They have a, just a little snippet of the Capital City song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit of a back reference. Bum, 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 bum. Really good song. Oh, actually, I like what they call the the nickname of Capital City, the Windy Apple. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. The, the when Mindy Mindy was like the, the Windy Apple. She was too. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, the bus boy showing Homer's uh, room. The wolf calls. Stop that. I plan on using this bed for three uh, for three things. Eating, sleeping, and maybe building a little fort. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Did you ever build a fort with like cushions? I believe yeah. I've told the story on the podcast before where my sister and I used to always build a fort with the yeah. couch cushions. It's fun. We should do it more often. Let's build a fort now. Um, no. But most couches these days, you can't take a cushion off. Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. I was thinking about that because I, I wanted to give my... I wanted to make a dog bed and I was like, old cushions would be perfect for that. You can't do it anymore. Just, it's just a weird... It's fucking Ikea generation. Everything's got to be sewn together. Fucking old man Mitch. <laughs> I'm just... I like a cushion that you can take off and throw across the room when someone aggrieves you. Yep. I like here. Homer goes into the bathroom and free shampoo, free shower gel, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Free shower curtain. Yeah, free Clearly shower not free. curtain. <laughs> <laughs> but then Mindy does the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Yep. What I didn't get here was why was she confused to see Homer there? Wouldn't they have arrived together? Yes. Maybe you can shoot. Homer? Mindy? Like, of course they're there. Maybe not realizing that there's an adjoining door to the room? Possibly. Yeah. I'll buy it. But it just. Let's go with that. It was delivered in a way they're surprised to see each other. Yeah. So then you can tell by this point, well, she she brings it up the whole, you know, we'd be sleeping in the same bed if it wasn't for this wall. Yep. Sexual tensions are really starting to build. Homer, I got a really wicked idea that could get us into a lot of trouble. Oh, Mindy. We have to fight our temptation. No, Homer. Let's do it. Let's call room service! Oh. Really good delivery here from Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, it was. the um, Good animation as well. Plays it sultry and like this is the line where... Or th- this is her playing the character in a flirtatious way. The let's do it. But the rug pull being that it wasn't being flirty at all. Yeah, yeah. just come across that way. Then it cuts to Mr. Burns. Someone's charging room service to the, to the plant, sir. This is one of my favourite movie parodies of all time. <laughs> Fly! Fly, my pretties. Fly! <laughs> bop, bop, bop. Continue the research. <laughs> I, he's so emotionless about it. He's so cold. There's nothing to him. The, the, the five seconds just... A, <laughs> and you hear the car screeching yeah. as well. But he, even that thing of like continue the research, it's like, it's not a dead and buried idea. <laughs> More needs to be done. 
Cuts back to Homer and Mindy who are eating and eating and eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, they a turkey drops behind the bed. <laughs> Something's missing. Oh, there's a turkey behind the bed. Sea plant for later in the episode. Yeah. Then they accidentally kiss. Oh, yeah. You get like a little lady in the tramp moment with a yeah. foot-long chili dog. Homer's just like, you're freaking out. Then his shirt bursts open. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this This episode, what it does do very well is tie up a lot of elements that are introduced, particularly in, in the main plot. So like the, the Marge t-shirt that we get now, which is introduced earlier. Sea planting, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the turkey that you just mentioned. So there's a, there's a lot of that that it goes along and picks up and pays off later on. Um, but yeah, the, the way the the way the buttons pop, like the yeah. one goes and then it's like the damn wall breaks. It's like pop, <laughs> pop, 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 pop. It just, all of Homer's girth just expands out. And it's just with Marge and then the... Uh, Smeared. Uh, uh, it's just like as the guy's waxing the hallway. I like that he's worn that shirt as a reminder that he loves her. Yeah. But I think what's great about this episode is that any man in a relationship can put himself in this situation. Yeah, like well, I guess any man, like it, it, it's a visual way of showing the fact that if you were in that position, I would imagine anyone with any shred of humanity would have that looming spectre of what they know is right hanging over them at all times. And it, they're going to feel like there are eyes on them at all times and that sort of thing. Which almost makes it impressive that anyone can go through with it and cheat. I, I would go so I far as to say it. it's a brave decision. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I would not at all. Dana does not endorse any <laughs> of these comments. <laughs> Bart is then sitting alone. There was something about this shot. Like he was just a depressed child, just sitting alone mm. in his bedroom. Thing is, he doesn't need his glasses anymore. So he takes the glasses off, sh- kicks the shoes out the window. Another throwaway gag. <laughs> did anyone pray for giant shoes? I did. Oakley, Oakley, Oakley. That's fine. Bullies are then planning on how they're going to beat him up. Yeah. We've really been working the upper body. Then Bart arrives and, you know, beat me up. You'll be beating one of your own. Yeah. I don't give a shit. That's fine. That's fine. We just need to beat something up. Then it gets to the National Energy Convention and the front lights have stopped working. I feel sorry for poor Mole Man here. Mole Man cops are bad. Oh, poor Mole Man. He's, just he's doing a, a good thing. He's such a whipping boy. Just a whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> the best of luck. Whack. So, does this stuff really work? It certainly does. <laughs> it's just curtain goes up, comes back, fossil fuels everywhere. Yeah. It's skeleton. Like, they've got like the little fossil on the actual thing. Yeah. And as, as we mentioned before, fossil fuels use us and no one gets hurt. Then we get the nuclear power plants... Now, did you notice the little thing that was sitting on the sh- on the desk of the nuclear power plant's stall? Was it Joe Fission or something like that? No, he was behind them in the okay. picture. As soon as 60 minutes was the mm. sign. Will there ever be a rainbow books were there? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Because that was a long time ago. I hope he signed a couple. Yeah, that, that is that is a great throwback. That's really good. It looks really shoddily, but it's yeah. it's there. Yeah. You know, the thought about it. I love that. And they're just being hated on. More so than the fossil fuel guys. I remember as a kid, whenever this would come on, I was like, oh, I hope mum's not listening. Because thanks for poisoning the planet, bastards. <laughs> no like, more Chernobyls. Homer and Mindy. Take it well. Yeah, they're fine. They they're a good themselves. team. Yeah, they are. Homer's then worried. Well, he said to Mindy, you know, I was worried about coming here with you. So mm. by this point, he's just open with her that I have feelings for you. And I was worried that I was going to do something about it. Yeah. Then they win the romantic night. Cue straight after he just says, as long as we're not alone together, yeah. we'll be fine. Yep. Is there any way to get out of this? No. Then he gets, this is probably, I think this would be, because we didn't do favourite moments at the start. Mm. This is my favourite moment oh, of the whole yeah, episode. Shit, I knew something had been off. Yes. I, I felt like a fast bowler that missed his run up and, yeah. and, try, <laughs> and tried to go through with the delivery anyway. This whole episode, I'm like, something's wrong here. <laughs> my favourite moment was the stick with your wife barrel. Y- yes. <laughs> it's so great. Like, yeah. the... Such the fact an that he's amazing. Got a, hasn't got an Asian accent. It's, yeah. 
<laughs> Such an amazing... Like, for the amount of people that hang this shit... Like, or hang so many decisions on stuff like that. Like, be it horoscopes or... Ugh, or, the or, or psychics or whatever the fuck it is that you think is going to help you make a decision tomorrow. The fact that it all just, yeah, hinges on that. I'll open up the other barrel. Yeah. Like, it's fucking hilarious. And the other one says, stick with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> stick with your wife. <laughs> um... So, if I could throw in a late contender for favorite moment, then um, for me, it's Murphy. <laughs> just just that. The fact, <laughs> got a name. the fact that he's so infatuated with what he's written, he can't get even the most basic thing the, out. The, the name. It's the Jimmy Fallon moment. Yes. I've lost my auto cue. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I can do impressions. <laughs> the Golden Globes, everybody. Please, everybody, applaud. Then Homer says to himself, you can't fight fate. And if, I like the animation of Mindy intrigued. She's like, oh, what's he talking about mm. here? Get back to the hotel. And Mindy comes in straight away. <laughs> I love Homer. I suppose you want to come in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> at, this, at this point, does Mindy think she's getting lucky? Well, yeah. Like, the, the, the tension at the, that moment of the evening, the, what else is going to happen in a hotel room after dinner, that sort of thing? Like, that's where it's headed. Well, I pose this question. It's, it's like, to quote one of the great minds of our generation, George Costanza. Coffee's not coffee. Coffee is sex. <laughs> I pose this question to you then. We said before that Mindy was a good person. Mm. Is she a bad person for wanting this to happen, knowing that he is a married man with children? Is he a bad person for inviting her in? Not if he doesn't plan to act upon it. He was just being polite. No, uh, yeah. But because he, she can get to her room through he, his room. He knows as well, though. That's why he's like, yeah, okay. Like, that's why he's so defl- yeah. dejected about so the So, are, are they both bad people in this situation? I don't think it's as black because the whole episode they've been trying to avoid it, but now I don't think it's as black and white. Like it's a, I mean, yes, the the act would be bad, but can you say that someone is a bad person for feeling something? No, but if you're legally married to someone else, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm not in any way going to defend that. Like yeah. that, it, that's a bad thing. They're bad thoughts. They're bad emotions. But having a bad thought doesn't necessarily make you a bad person overall. No, but she was she wanted Homer to go through with it. It was, if Homer didn't start crying, she would have been... But Homer also wanted to go through with it. But then neither of them did go through with it. So ultimately, no, they're not bad people. But they, the, they, said, they're, good, moment, they're good people having a moment of weakness. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. There's still the kiss, though. I just The kiss didn't sit right with me. I, I didn't mind it. In that it's, it was mature enough. There was, there was no sexual connotation to that kiss. There was no, this is going to turn into more. It was just a case of... Like, well, this will be a thing that we'll never have. And like a little for longing goodbye. It's like shaking hands with someone at the end of a golf round. But still, would, it, would you sit well with it if, if Ash did that to another guy? No, of course not. I would fucking hate it. I would, no. I would hit the roof. If but I'm not married that. to Homer or Mindy. So as an audience <laughs> member, I don't mind. But I mean, in that, in, put yourselves in their shoes. Would you do that? Even if, if the kiss meant nothing, would you do that? No. Which to me makes it seem like they did a really but bad I'm thing. I'm not as judgmental on other people. <laughs> Real or fictional? <laughs> Real or fictional? <laughs> but but I just, may I, or may not have kissed someone. I did like Homer's uh, theory, though, that they have to have sex because the cookie told him so. Yeah, yeah, I do love that. Like, he just starts weeping instantly. Desserts like, aren't always What's right. wrong? Oh, like, you don't know. We're going to have sex. The only man ever cry about but, it. <laughs> but we don't have to. Yes, we do. The cookie told me so. It, it is fantastic. Desserts aren't always right. But, the, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we don't have to if you don't want to. It's like, oh, but what if I want to? But then I think about Marge and... You know, my family. Not the boy. He drives me nuts. Homer, you know how I feel. So it's up to you. Look in your heart. 
I think you'll see what you want. It was a really nice reveal of Marge here, wasn't yeah. it? She got there pretty fast. Was it, Are we assuming this was the same night? Yeah, would, I presume it would be it the was, same night. It was night time. Otherwise, that turkey's not going to be too fresh. It, it was night time yeah. when they got back from the from the dinner. Yeah. So, what time is it now? I don't know. How far away is Capital City? I think it's a fair drive. Maybe it's... Okay, so let's... Because the family were going to have to move to Capital City when Homer became Dancing Homer. Let's assume it's like midnight. It's not too late. Who cares? Like, he gets on the phone to her at eight... Come over here for some strange. I've got a turkey. So strange. You don't want to know how I'm going to use it. <laughs> but it's a really nice way to end the episode. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. It, it, it is. It's a great ending. And the bus come coming in again. Yeah. Just something funny to end the episode. And a punch in the eye. Overall thoughts, as we said, a really good episode for adults. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, tr- it, has, a, it has a really, really good crack at telling a very mature story. This is the perfect example for me of an episode that you appreciate for different reasons the older you get. Yep. What do we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, kid, Mitch? As a kid, you just like the busboy. Yeah. And, and when you're older, you, <laughs> like, funny, yeah. you like the elevator jokes. Yes. Uh, what did I learn from this episode? I learned that if uh, if if and when um, someone should have a plane crash, car crash, any form of accident on your property that leaves them incapacitated, they legally become yours. I've learned that you sh- I should just always use fossil fuel. Well, if you want to stay safe. Exactly. Yeah. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! So now it's time for the mailbag. Mitch, what have you got in your... What's your mailbag called again? Your dead letter office? Is that what it is? Well, that was what I nicknamed the folder in the inbox, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think that was an off-air discussion. So what is in the mailbag this week, Mitch? What Uh, have we got? Who's sending questions? We've got plenty coming through. We do have plenty coming through. Um, Who have you selected? Who's been handpicked? Charles Corn. Charles Corn. 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 Ahoy hoy, lads. Just finished listening to all of our episodes in about three weeks. I love it when people do that. And I love that as we get longer, it's taking them longer and longer to do. Like, I'm looking forward to that. I just listened to all of your episodes in five and a half months. <laughs> if you, like, like, like episode, at, season at, like 19 at or what, something. At what point does binging something not feel impressive anymore, even though you might have still dedicated the same amount of hours per day? Like, to sit down, say you're like... um. I'm a huge fan of BoJack Horseman. I watched every episode in a season. Sorry, in a season. Idiot. In a day. Yeah. I watched every episode over a weekend versus I'm a huge fan of The Simpsons. I watched every episode from start to finish over the last nine and a half months. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Try hard. Get out of here. <laughs> anyway. Um, I find it surprising that people are going back to our first episodes mm. and really enjoying them. I deliberately avoid our earlier episodes. Natural talent, mate. It's just, it's just <laughs> sails through. Um, I so anyway. Uh, first thing he's mentioned is that he his wife has noticed that he's now talking almost entirely in Simpsons quotes. So I'm glad we've been able to bring that back into his life. Um, he wanted to cl- uh, bring something up as well. Whenever there's a flashback episode, we we tend to go pretty hard on timelines and details, whether or not two year olds can actually talk and that sort of thing. His sort of way around that is that all the flashback episodes have a format where someone is telling someone else's story and no one ever remembers stories correctly. We naturally confuse dates, embellish things, mix things up. So in flashback episodes, we're not seeing what actually happened. We're seeing what the narrator is telling us happened. So we've got a little unreliable narrator going on in all of the flashback scenes. Liar! (laughs) 
I, I think that's a pretty good way to get around most of the issues thing. that pop up. Yeah. Uh, he's then ended it with, uh, that pretentious enough for you? That's a recurring gag now. It is. Um, and one that fits, to be perfectly honest. Question for you, my good man, dear Dando. This is coming in from Michael T over in New York, which I hear is a hell of a town. With The Simpsons increasingly going afar in their travels, where would you like to see them visit that they haven't already been to? Country-wise? Yes. We Country, jo- town, city. We joked off air, North Korea. <laughs> no, we <laughs> joked off air. I'm keeping that on air. <laughs> um, where haven't they been? Homer, Homer leads the North Korean nuclear division <laughs> to try... Versus un- Trump. Unwittingly arming the nation. Where have they been? That's of note. That's worth going to. Have they been to Switzerland yet? That's what I'm aware of. I feel like that's a place that Homer, the Simpsons would love because apparently mm. it's fucking amazing in Switzerland. Yeah. Like, education's free, great chocolate. I actually really want to go to Switzerland. I want to meet a man named Sven. I've never met a Sven in my life. And I that, have met a Sven. That it's my life goal to meet he a Sven. He was an exchange student at my high school. Yeah. Back cool. in like year 10. Yeah, very cool. So, this is a bucket list thing for me. I need to meet a Sven. Have they been to Germany yet? See, they could have been to these places in the later seasons that I haven't quite caught up yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly I feel like Homer during know. Oktoberfest. Homer would, in Oktoberfest would work. It's probably been done. But during the running of the Bulls in Spain, that'd be cool. Have him skateboarding down. I'm pretty sure they've been to Spain. Maybe I'm thinking of Italy. I think it might have been Italy when they go to, been to Italy. When Sideshow Bob has his um his son. Mm. I think it's Italy. Anyway, there's some ideas. Okay, cool. Subsequently, if they were to return to Australia, where should they go? Uh, where did they go last time is the question. Mo- Canberra? Well, yeah, Canberra mostly. They didn't really leave. No. Um... So, anywhere in Australia. Anywhere in Australia. That's um, f- f- fucking anywhere's better than Canberra. We've said this before. Outback with Russell Coit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Outback with Russell Coit would be very, very Getting good. lost in the Australian desert. Yeah. Or Russell hanging Coit. out with the Kerrigans. Um, Jackson Smith, uh, he writes in with uh, picking up from our last episode, a quote, Simpsons quote to describe his first sexual encounter. Oh, yeah. Unshrink you. Well, that would require some sort of regulator. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the greatest threads of the year. Yeah, that was uh, like I I was in tears with laughter at that entire. I thing. can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Oh god. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to hit you with a real life Simpson story mm-hmm. that um this was in the news this That's week. In your life? Uh, no, not for me. But it was just I was reading about it in the news. This has come from the Gold Coast. Uh, are you aware of the man on parole skipping out of a restaurant? Um, Bill. No. Okay. Go I thought on. you meant the fucking. Democracy Manifest, man. It's very similar to Democracy Manifest. It was so perfect that it happened this week. A dude who was on parole has gone to this high-end seafood restaurant. He's had something like... They've released a bill. He had something like... I think it was four Coronas, 21 oyster shooters, although the management claim he only drank 15. Now, that in itself is funny. Like, what happened with the other six? Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, uh, I'll have a... Oyster shooter. So there are four on the table. I'll tell you when I've had enough. <laughs> then, um, that could have been me. Two lobster tails that cost like 195 bucks a pop, and then oysters and other bits and pieces. He's run up a bill of 620 bucks. Oh he's got no money to pay for it. So he's pulled the old. Um, I'll be right back. I've got a pregnant friend, and she's actually on the beach right now, about to go into labour. And just buying that. Nobody, because he left the restaurant and was chased by the staff. <laughs> But as he's there, like he, they're chasing him down to the beach, he runs into the water. He t- he figures I'm gonna swim away from them. This isn't a river or a lake or anything like that. He's on the fucking beach, like he's just run into the ocean and decided to start swimming away from the land. And what happened? They sent out um they sent out water police and a couple. Ultimately, some 
um, lifeguards Search dragged life him rescue. in. Dragged him in. He was in the water for some time. Apparently, he whenever they got close to him, he would dive under. Mr. Bean style. <laughs> like he would just yeah, he'd just <laughs> swim under the water and then obviously bob up somewhere else. And if it's late at night, it'd be hard to spot he's him. Gonna so, snorkel. Yeah, he's about fifty meters off the shore, just trying to swim away until it finally got there. But my favorite part of all of it is that when the charges were being read, read out in court and it was being alleged at what he'd done, when they read how much food he'd had, the judge's comment was, oh, God, by himself? <laughs> and, and I love that it's a magistrate's court, right? So this is a judge that's dealing with things... Petty theft. Well, but petty theft, but also, like, they'd be doing the first readings of some pretty messed up stuff. So, like, you, your very first arraignment type hearing for probably sexual assaults and family violence and, and, you know, like they're seeing the worst of society in their day-to-day life. But the bit that really, like the, I just picture this guy who's been so stoic and he's always quiet and he's always calm. And then they're like, he, he ate all, two lobster tails and 43 oysters and just, oh God, by himself. <laughs> and like just, you Sarah disgust me. <laughs> You're a disgrace. Throw the book. <laughs> What's Carl's comment? You're a fraud. <laughs> you're a fraud you're a phony and it's only a matter of time for, well this guy's hard well a fraud for skipping out he's yeah. not a phony because anyone that's been able to do what he's done has got some serious backing anyway that's the mailbag so that's it for the mailbag this week yes. well thanks for listening to our review of The Last Temptation of Homer next week we're going to be reviewing Springfield or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Legalized Gambling oh, I do love myself a Stanley Kubrick reference I was never huge on this episode as a kid so it'll be what? interesting to go back and watch it you know what you might need to do is watch The Aviator between now and then as well, just for the spruce moose. Yeah, to learn, to like, learn a little bit about Howard Hughes, because I like this is an episode that I enjoyed so much more after having learned what they were doing with Burns. Okay, because as a kid, funny as it was, made no sense. Yeah, it still makes no sense to me. Cause yeah. I don't know who. Yeah. yeah, but if you so like the spruce moose was, um, like this passion project for ages, where he was trying to get this plane up and running. It, it was oh, it was what okay. ultimately became the Hercules, like the the current Hercules. So he wanted to, but like. You know, wanted to build this massive plane that back in the 30s, people were like, this will never work. It will never fly. You will never get this thing off the ground. Um, but yeah, brilliant movie and great, great performance by DiCaprio. So you'll enjoy it. But you will also then be able to really enjoy The Simpsons. I can already tell you what my favourite moment from next next week's is. Mm-hmm. Gambler. <laughs> Boogeyman! <laughs> <laughs> Homer coming over the cushion, shaking. I don't with, mean to alarm with you. With bullet holes in the door already. <laughs> Oh, oh, nothing, Marge. Just a little incident with the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a tease of next week's episode. Mitch, any final words? Boogeyman? Nah, yeah, boogeyman will do. My throat has just been ripped to shreds this week. I'm very unwell, listeners. I hope it You're hasn't come across. You're to breathe at certain moments there. I, I, like, I've gotten to the point now where I've every word is like razor blades in the back of my throat. I'm like going to have to cut out all the... <sighs> well, not all of it. Leave some of it in just, to, just so people know that I suffered for them. Alright, see you guys next week. Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting.